0: hey everybody welcome back i guess i didn't bore you too much with the pilot episode and i'm glad to see you back here again either you're just really anxious to hear about all of my past experiences with computers or see how they relate to your past experiences or maybe you're new to the retro computing scene and you just want to know what's going on so this week i wanted to really just kind of start by talking about my first PC experiences. And I mean, we're going back to around the 1990 to 96, 97 time frame. I'm 39, be 40 in January, so I'm not that old. I'm not one of those guys who knows about room-sized computers in the 70s or something. But let's talk about it. So Christmas of 90 was the year I got my first NES for Christmas. Um, The Nintendo Entertainment System was like the hot toy of that time period. It was definitely my first experience with video games that weren't fed by quarters in an arcade somewhere. But it was also much more than that. Kids my age were so caught up in the games, and while I really was too, I also couldn't help but wonder what made this little gray box plugged into my TV with a single cable tick And offer up these worlds that I just had never imagined before. I knew I knew computers existed. We had them in my elementary school, but being from a small county where funding in public schools wasn't all that great at the time, the most experience I really had was green monochrome graphics on an Apple II and loading programs or watching the teacher load the programs from a black five and a quarter inch disc drive. And that was with educational games like The Oregon Trail, which honestly is still one of my favorite games of all time. I was interested in the games, but even then, I was still drawn to the hardware itself, that big beige box and monitor in front of me, that that computer. Around the time I was probably in the fourth grade, I believe, um, my mom had started taking some nighttime college classes. And I remember her buying a second-hand tandy computer of some sorts i think she bought it from a print classified ad and and the local uh, classifieds i don't know the specifics of it but looking back i would say it was probably a pretty basic 286 or so um system at that time it would have been really outdated even then we didn't have much money growing up so i highly doubt it would have been anything more than that at that age the tandy was off limits to me It sat on a small desk in my parents' room and I just wasn't allowed to even go near it and definitely not allowed to play with it. That's what the Nintendo's for, my parents would always tell me. Of course, this only made me so, so much more curious about that computer. That thing that stayed locked away behind a bedroom door that I just wasn't allowed to mess with. Curious to the point that if my mom would leave a college book on a piece of software or something lying around, I'd flip through and read bits and pieces and look at all the screenshots. Not really interested in the software itself, but just that user interface and trying to quench my need to know what made the thing so special. And if you fast forward a bit, I was starting the sixth grade at a new school, probably around 1996. uh, Roughly, I would say... And that's when I walked into my first new classroom. And I immediately was drawn to a row of tables with five or six beige boxes and large color monitors sitting on top of them. That familiar name, Tandy, was printed across each of those. But also the subtitle, Sensation. Uh, These computers now, if you're not aware, are actually decently sought after. They're not that common, and when I do see the sensation models of Tandy's on eBay, they often go for a lot of money. But they looked so much newer than what I had seen in my parents' bedroom. The monitors had the flying Windows screensaver of Windows 3X flying in bright, vivid colors, and I couldn't wait to get my hands on them. It wasn't long before I was literally doing everything that I could to get extra time on the computer. Anything that we had an option of doing that carried computer time as a reward, I was all over it. I played the VGA version of the Oregon Trail, the Microsoft Entertainment Pack games, and what I think was most likely the Papyrus IndyCar racing game. And even the simple stuff, like Microsoft Encarta was just mind-blowing to me. On the models that had CD-ROM drives, of course. Not all of them did. We didn't even have the internet, but that was fine because at that point, I still hadn't really even begun to be exposed to it yet. And commercials were just on TV were, you know, just beginning to show website addresses, so it still hadn't really even hit hit its stride. Whenever I had an opportunity, I'd sit and just explore Windows. All the settings, the customizations, the tweaks, even down to trying to figure out what the device settings and drivers were inside of there i just had a huge curiosity of wanting to explore the entire thing and the first time i ended up in an ms dos prompt oh that was that was like a whole nother world that was just opened up but there was one thing i still couldn't explore and that was the hardware that was inside so with my newfound curiosity i was With my family, at a Walmart one night of all places, just doing my usual browsing through the electronics section, and just being in awe of all the technology I saw. But something caught my eye much more than even that huge selection of video games, and that was a book. A free book. One that was meant to help buyers understand hardware specifications of a PC when they're shopping for one. I grabbed a couple of copies and headed home with my parents. And on the car car ride home, I was already several pages in. It was packed. Packed with so much buying advice. Not that I really could have afforded anything. Not with my little allowance. But buying advice that broke down what every single component you might see listed on a spec sheet was. And the basic theory of operation in layman's terms. What is a CPU? What is RAM? How do they communicate? It had diagrams drawing out where everything was um, and what it was inside the computer, what purpose it served. I mean, I felt like a little genius just sitting back there reading these. It made me realize that there was probably a wealth more information out there if I just looked hard enough. So that next day at school, I was practically begging my teacher to let me read through the owner's manuals of the computers in the classroom and the manuals for the software that came pre-installed on them. I needed to take the Windows owner's manual home. I just had to. It was thick, and I only had so much time during the day. I begged and pleaded till finally my teacher gave me permission to take them home. And I was freaking pumped. If I didn't have a computer at home, I'd sure make sure that I knew everything there was about using one of them when I finally did get the chance to sit down in front of one. I never got into programming and things like that that would be more beneficial down the road, honestly, but I also didn't have that time to spend with the computer. I just wanted to be prepared to use any computer I did come across with confidence so I could make the most of my time with it, be it a store display at Office Max or Circuit City at the time or one of the classroom computers or a friend's computer. My parents divorced. When I was about a year old, and my dad had recently married to someone who worked in real estate. They no doubt got tired of me constantly asking for a computer. And I'm sure my new stepmom grew very tired of me peeking over her shoulder every time that she was using her uh, work issued Gateway laptop, which was just mind blowing that she was sitting on the couch. Working on stuff from work on a lap, on a computer in her lap. And finally, she came to me one day and said that the office had just upgraded to newer computers. And she told me that there was a probably a couple of boxes of hardware and maybe a couple of non working computers that were going to be thrown out. So I begged her to let me have them. After she talked to my dad and my mom, she had the go ahead. To take me to pick up all the goodies. At first glance, I could see the couple of boxes of hardware and a somewhat neglected computer sitting near them. Peeking into that box, I felt so accomplished. Not that I just had all this stuff to mess around with, but I even recognized what some of that hardware actually was. Hard drives, RAM, you know. So I got everything back home and really started my deep dive. The computer itself was this massive beige box, almost completely made of metal. And it was a desktop style case, so heavy. And looking back, I know now it was an AT style case, probably far more industrial feeling than most computers I had been exposed to. The front of the case was pretty bare, minus a 3.5 inch floppy drive and some status LEDs. But at least I had that 3.5 inch floppy drive, I knew. I slid the case open, and there it was, this huge green motherboard with ISIS slots, an empty CPU socket, and what looked like one stick of RAM. I was confused at first, because this was the era of 486 and Pentium chips I'd been reading about, and I could only see an empty socket that looked like nothing that I had been reading about. I found out it wasn't a CPU socket per se, but a coprocessor socket. I looked deeper until I found a small chip labeled Intel 386SX 16 megahertz. Much slower than the 486 and higher computers I'd gotten to play around with, you know, up to that point. But it was mine, nobody else's. I didn't care. I would use that three, the little 386 and squeeze every ounce of fun out of it that I could. So, digging through the box, I found a pretty basic looking video card and this massive, like, five and a quarter inch size hard drive, like this just huge Seagate hard drive, and a couple more sticks of RAM. I began best I knew how just throwing it all together. Got lucky, didn't blow anything up, and somewhere along the lines, a monitor that I had gotten to use that I don't even remember where I got it. All you know, set up, ready to go. I set the computer on a small table that I had to use and hooked everything up and it was so bulky and heavy it initially sounded like that poor table was going to collapse under it. I flipped the power switch, heard that familiar CRT sound, followed by such a loud howling screeching noise. I had read about bearings failing in hard drives, and I thought to myself, that's probably what I'm experiencing, and maybe I'll just give it some time to warm up. Little did I know, that hard drive, that would just be a continuous thing with it. Usually a slight tap on the case in just the right spot would settle those bearings down a little bit and take that squeal away, but even if she wanted to squeal, I was willing to listen if it meant having fun. When everything booted, I was left with a C prompt. Thank goodness the hard drive still had DOS installed, because I just had a jumble of disk with everything I got that I didn't really know what they were. So, I stared. Well, I seem to remember. The hard drive was maybe... I want to say it was a 50 megabyte hard drive, but that may even be a little bigger. I'm not sure. But it was, it was better than none at all. And I stared at that DOS prompt for a bit and started giving some of the basic commands I learned in my books, like DIR for directory, launching applications. And there was absolutely nothing of interest on it, but that didn't matter. I had a computer of my own. So the next day at school, I begged to take home The Windows 3.1 floppy disk from the Tandy computers. My teacher, being oblivious to copyrights, I guess, actually let me. And I took them home and installed Windows 3.1. It was a glorious sight. Well, until I soon realized I was running it on about 1 megabyte of RAM, and it was abysmal performance. So after about a week or two of begging my mother for more RAM and calling around used computer stores in my area, do you remember those? I convinced her to take me to a shop <clears throat> that had a great deal on a little expansion board of some sort that contained 4 megabytes of RAM. And looking back, it seems like this went into an ISA expansion slot of some type. It it, it didn't upgrade the RAM directly on the motherboard. And I'm not sure what kind of upgrade card this is today just because, I mean, You know, we're talking about 20 plus years and as a child. But I do, I do remember when I went to purchase it. I remember the store owner being very intrigued that a kid my age was going to these lengths to put together a computer to use. So he went the extra mile to help and like wrote down the very precise directions on how I needed to install it. I went home and got everything installed and ready to go, and I was blown away by how much faster everything was. I didn't have access to much software. My parents refused to let me acquire much. But from school, I was able to make some backup copies of a lot of the same games that I played. You know, borrowing the disc and taking them home overnight or whatever I needed to do. And I'd use that computer for hours a day when I could. Literally, I would literally sit on this computer for hours at a time. Even if I was just drawing in Microsoft Paint or writing random short stories in Notepad, I was always finding something to do with it. I still remember how it had a very old and outdated modem installed. I thought to myself, I said, maybe I'll borrow my stepbrother's AOL login and take one of the free AOL 3.0 disks that had come in the mail that I hadn't already managed to modify by putting tape over the hole to erase it for my own storage needs and install it on the 386. So I did. It was terrible. By far one of the worst computing experiences I've ever had. It was miserable in terms of speed. But there I was. I was connected to the internet for the first time on my PC. I did not have a sound card so I didn't hear the welcome and you've got mail and instant message sounds and after a couple conversations were started in instant messages, it just basically became completely unusable but I was on there. It was mine. And I kept that computer till my sophomore year in high school before I Finally, was able to buy another computer and upgrade with my own money not a new computer but we'll talk about that on the next episode and I went from no knowledge of computers to listening to the internal speaker blare terrible sounds and my 386SX with 4 megabytes of RAM gave all it had to give To entertain me trying to play games like Doom. And it wasn't much. But it was mine. And it's what formed. The very foundation of my hobby today. Everything from retro computing. All the way up to my modern. Gaming PC rig to. My Steam Deck. It's just. It's crazy to me how we develop. These hobbies. And these interests at such a young age. And. That machine actually, I think, went on to my aunt when I bought the other. I kept the when I bought my next computer. I kept both of them for a short period of time because I had an emotional attachment to it to an extent. And it interacted with so many better computers during that same time frame that you know Windows ninety five and things like that were were just a dream for me. There was no way I was going to be able to run that on my computer. But that thing offered me an experience that I wouldn't have had without it. And honestly, the amount of time that I had that computer till I got the next was such a long period that I might have lost interest. Because we tend to give up on the things that we can't obtain. So I might have never... Gained the computer knowledge that I have today or the interests or the hobbies in them that I have. So I'm very thankful for that computer. And, you know, I'm also very interested in what your first computer experience was. What I'd like for you to do is send me an email at retrocomputermemoriesshow at gmail.com. I want to hear, what was your first computer? Did you put it together yourself? Was it a hand-me-down? How old were you? What badass games were you playing on it? What were you doing with it? I want to know. So you let me know. And that's it for today's episode. I will get back to you guys probably here in the next couple of days with part two, which will cover that next computer and where that led me. So, I hope y'all have a great week and I will talk to you soon. See you around.